Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VSIN's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. This uh, Charlotte Hornets run that uh, we anticipated tonight, well, let's just say it uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen. 101.75, the Hawks up 26 on the Hornets. Mm, Yes, 26, as that rattles out. With 110 left in the third quarter, Hawks up 26, 101.75. Charlotte never really got it within six late in the second quarter with the basketball and that's about the last time they had near contact in this game. Uh, LaMelo Ball misses a three, and so that's where we are right now with 54.4 seconds left. Kelly, live lines on this and all the scores. Sir. Yeah, real poor shooting tonight for the Hornets. It's really killing them. They are 30% from the field, not only 9 for 28 from three. And the Hawks were shooting it lights out early on, but they've heated up recently. They're now over 52% from the field, over 47%. From three, Trey Young's uh, starting to find a groove a bit. He's got 22 points, 10 assists now. Um, Lamelo Ball too. He's up to 18. Anyways, and, uh, lo- more than more than double the turnovers as well for for the Hornets. Oh, well. it's, a, it. it's an 11 to five turnover ratio. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, right now, live numbers. If you wanted to hop in, you can get 22 and a half with the Hornets. 237 and a half the live total over in baseball we got four games going on A's on top of the Rays that game in the eighth inning now uh, A's minus 525 live Rays plus 350 and uh, the total set at six and a half juiced to the over 
uh, at minus 160. Blue Jays and Yankees all tied up at three. That game in the bottom of the sixth. The Yankees minus 210. Blue Jays plus 165. Eight and a half year live total juiced to the over. Quick note there. We, yeah. uh, we finally got the overhead view. Oh, we did. Um, of the outfield fence. Oh, so what it is, optical illusion. Um, optical illusion. Right behind the fence, there is a monument, a granite monument uh, there at Yankee Stadium that is has you know famous players mm-hmm. on it and whatnot and all that. Mm-hmm. It is very very close to the fence, and it hit the granite monument and bounced back into the field. Wow. And they actually have a rule on the books that any part of the baseball that hits the monument is a home run. There was so. zero way to tell. Yes. on the Yankees. Yes. We yeah, totally. We didn't see that at all. Uh, Brewers up on the Orioles, two to nothing. That game in the top of the eighth inning. Live numbers currently off the board. And guys. They let Burns come back out for the seventh. Oh, di- oh wait a minute. Yeah. Investigation. Um, yeah. And you know what happened? He had an efficient inning, and uh, he, ends the, he ends the night with 97 pitches. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Ends, ends, ends the game with 97 oh, pitches. Imagine. So, uh, seven innings, three hits, one walk, eight Ks, 97 pitches for Corbin Burns. He is not broken. <laughs> not broken. Was this ballpark sushi I'm seeing at the uh, Yankees game? Bold choice. Uh, White Sox up on the Mariners, four to one. That game in the top of the fourth inning. White Sox minus ten fifty live Mariners plus six hundred nine and a half. The live total over on the ice. Two games going on. Rangers up on the Flyers, three to nothing at the second intermission. Live money line off the board. Flyers plus three and a half at minus one forty five. If you're interested. Total set at five, juice slightly to the under. Blue Jackets lead the Canadiens three to one. Uh, one minute into the third period, you can get plus seven fifty on the Canadiens if you're feeling lucky. Six and a half, your live total. We had a couple of games go final since we have been on the air here. Um, the the uh, Astros blow blow the lead. To the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks win 3-2 to two in the bottom of the 10th. Ryan Presley, one of the better closers in all of baseball, blows the save for the Astros there. So, Diamondbacks move to 2-4, and four. Astros move to 4-2. and two. Hmm. Uh, I like some of these tweets we're getting tonight. This is from, uh, <laughs> this is Primetime's murdering me. Primetime says, uh, Kelly, can you point out to Gil that when someone starts a statement with, this is not some old man take, it usually is followed by some old man's take. <laughs> I love that. Love that. We uh, appreciate our regulars. He hey, is one of them. Hey, if you make me laugh, I don't care if you murder me. Uh, this is from, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, this is the one I wanted to see right here. Uh, there's something about, oh. Uh, some about no one's ever seen me this fired up for a golf draft. Yeah, that was our, our yeah. friend Teasers and Parlays. I never thought I would see Gil so fired up for the golf draft. Kelly, Kelly and Matt are on notice the rest of the yes, season. Yes, you are. Hashtag draft angry. Draft angry. I like it. Um, Spurs and Pelicans tonight, perhaps more competitive than the game we're watching right now. One can only hope. One can only hope. That happens about, oh, 35 minutes from now. Spurs the 10, Pelicans the 9, the winner. We'll get a chance to take on the L.A. Clippers on Friday night for a chance to be the eighth seed and to face the Phoenix Suns at a best-of-seven first-round series. And now it's time for Prop Watch. C.J. McCollum, your number one scorer here. 26-and-a-half is where his point total is set. Four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half in his rebounds and assists. Brandon Ingram, his teammate with the Pelicans at 23-and-a-half. 
Uh, Deontay Murray, 23 and a half, eight and a half, and nine and a half. Look at that. For who? For the man that I believe should be the MIP, the most improved player in the NBA this year. And then you see the rest on down the line. Do you like anything here tonight? Well, if you like the Spurs, I think you have to like DeJounte Murray because he is going to have to have a game if you like the Spurs. If you like the Spurs to win outright, for sure. Um, probably even to keep it within the number, he's going to have to play well tonight. I mean, McCollum and Ingram, I don't think there's anything, Kelly, unless you saw something I did. I, I, I don't think that there was anything that I saw that leads me to believe that both of those guys aren't going to have a night scoring the ball. Like, I think that they should be able to get pretty close to their point totals, both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And so I think that forces Murray into a position where he's going to have to try and I'm not going to say press, but certainly, certainly do more than he typically would. That's, that's my initial kind of like lean and some, 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 some way, shape or form towards him. Yeah. The, uh, I'm actually surprised a little bit on that Brandon Ingram number. I mean, Brandon Ingram, who has been has has missed some time recently, but mm-hmm. I feels a little low for I, I, for two guys like, like you're talking about for, for two guys you know that are going to come out putting up a lot of shots in this game and it, you know in a must win game uh, for these two teams. I, I would imagine a fair amount of volume from C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. So. 23 and a half looks looks a little light on Ingram, especially to me. Um, the one I did play here was Deontay Murray over the one and a half threes. Um, just going back again to to uh, you love saying co- Deontay Murray instead of Dejounte Murray. Yeah, I said Dejounte last night, and, and he scolded me. It's Dejounte. Deontay. It's Dejounte. Oh, here we go. Oh boy. Here we it's go. It's Dejounte Murray. Anyways, Mr. Murray, three-point attempts the, the past uh, <laughs> several games. Uh, he had uh, eight. Let's see that. Six, nine, five, 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 six, eight, eight. So, yeah, over one and a half, just the volume I'm looking for, especially if they're playing from behind, which I kind of expect them to be doing. Um, I, I am on the Pelicans' uh, money line tied into a parlay from last night with the Nets. So uh, I kind of expect that. That's the one that – uh, definitely sticks out to me and, and, and was a play for me tonight. Um, yeah, other than that, I, I do think the I think the Pelicans' main two scores, and you kind of rarely say this, or feel a little low for a game that's a, a, a must-win game for both these teams that are going to be putting up a lot of shots. It's DeJounte. Yeah. It's DeJounte. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelly felt the need to scold me last night for it. We trust, we trust basketball reference, right? Yeah. D.I. Dash J H O H N dash T A Y. I have to give you the pronunciation. And I have one that says D I H Z H A H N. Either way, we it's are correct. Dejante. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I would play him over the forty-one and a half on the PRA if it uh, if it came down to it. But again, it's really close. I mean, this is the guy that we said second in the league in triple doubles, which is why you see the number at. 23 and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, he's going to need every bit of that for, for the Spurs in this game. So I think he does. I think he goes out there and, and really kind of puts on a show because one of the things that we mentioned about this Pelicans team is while they're scoring at a rapid rate, they're not playing a ton of defense and everyone else is also scoring at a rapid rate against them. So if anything, maybe the over on the 41 and a half PRA, if you look at projection systems out there, Everyone has him slightly over that. Probably not enough to trigger a bet at slightly over that. Some coming in at 
XYZ, some coming in at 44 point XYZ on whatever it is for him. So if you if you have a lean, if you have a personal lean, there are some projection systems that do back up the over on the PRA for for Murray. That's you might it. even want to compare that to just even what a like if you're gonna go play that, maybe even just compare it to what a triple double price might be. My if you're gonna play the the uh, points, rebounds, and assists, maybe sprinkle a little on the, the yeah, triple like a double. Yeah, point seven five and a two five or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Again, he was like we said, he was second in the NBA, and he's. I don't think that the. I don't think he's gonna get a ton of resistance tonight in this for sure. Meanwhile, as the great Ron Flatter said. The Hawks are up 25 on the Charlotte Hornets with 9.34 left. The Hornets just could never quite make this a ball game. And the run, as you said, just never came. Oh, the uh, the triple-double price is plus 360. So, I mean, I I don't hate that. Playing playing an over on the 41.5 and and then at, at like three-quarters of the unit and then putting like a quarter unit on on the uh, the triple-double. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Plus 360. All right. On that for him. The other one, I don't know if you have it in front of you. The other one I was going to look up is what, what's his double-double number? The double-double number, which they have, they they are allowing. Actually, they have double-double numbers for Ingram, McCollum, Murray. Um, 425 on the yes for Ingram. 950 on the yes for McCollum. Minus 170 on the yes for Okay. Yeah, yeah, so okay. we'll just triple-double it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just triple-double it. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just triple-double it. All right, we'll be back. Among other things that we will discuss between now and the end of the show, this is awesome that DraftKings put this up. NFL Comeback Player of the Year for next season. <laughs> Love this. Uh, we'll do that in just a bit right here on Prime Primetime Action. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hawks by 29, (laughs) 7.50 left. Unlike last night, though, this is the end of the road for the uh, Charlotte Hornets uh, if they are unable to stage the miraculous comeback. Last night's losers still play Friday, Uh, but the Hawks now look like they will be taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday night for a chance to be the eighth seed. Hypothetical line on a Hawks, by the way, Kelly Oubre Jr. Was that Kelly Oubre Jr.? Yeah. Just missing a jam. Loading loading up on the wind-up to tomahawk at home. Can't just get the the clean two. Got to do it with the flair. (laughs) Doesn't work out. Ends up with zero. Uh, Down 29. Atlanta at Cleveland on Friday, assuming this holds. Give Give me a hypothetical line. Cleveland by two and a half. Three. I was going to say three. Three. Two and a half. Three. Something like that. Um. Let's see. Kelly's. I think. Cheating. It's, I think it's going to be shorter than that. Ooh. What are you, I, what are you I, looking? I, at? I think it's Cleveland one or, or a pick'em. What were you looking at just now? Just looking at. Uh, oh. Looking at cleaning the glass and some numbers. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Could I mean? I wouldn't be surprised with Cleveland three, and then Atlanta takes money. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Yeah. You were saying off air though, I, the, you, Cleveland is a team that that next year you think could be just spectacular. Well, maybe not spectacular, but certainly a team I th- I would be I would be more inclined to want to bet on preseason for some of the either win totals or you know maybe if the numbers wacky for some sort of whatever division or whatever it might be. Just I think that they're on the I think they're on the right path here. I think that this is a team that has, you know, listen, a year under the belt for Mobley. We saw Garland really take that next step this year, um, depending on what they can do as far as any sort of additions and stuff like that. I think they probably need one more scorer. And I don't know if that'll be available in the offseason or if anyone wants to go to Cleveland to do that or whatever. But um, even with the even with the the base they have now, Kelly, I think that this is a team that, again, as long as the numbers aren't 
ridiculous. I, it would be a team I'd want to kind of try and back. You know who would be a great addition? LeBron James. Oh, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? Oh, I saw a market posted for that. Did you? Yeah, points bet. Uh, LeBron points James bet. next team? Yeah. Oh, wow. Where did Cleveland end up on that? Oh, he they were the second shot. Who was the short shot? Lakers? Lakers. Oh, okay. Like minus $6 or something like that. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that... Yeah, I mean, I'm with, I'm with you, Matt. I mean, you're talking about I mean, you're talking about a team right now that is you know contending for a playoff spot without their two best players. I mean, I guess you could make the argument Garland's now maybe surpassed Colin Sexton. Yeah. Colin Sexton hurt out for the year. Uh, who knows what they both look like when he yeah. gets back in the lineup? But you know, either way you slice it up, that's I mean, Jared Jared Allen and him are out right now, and they they are two of their three best players for sure. So you get that another year of Evan Mobley working in, um, you know Isaac Okoro is still young there. I think they got to figure him out a bit. Uh, but I love the Karis Levert. You know Karis Levert would seemingly be coming off the bench then. Uh, you know if Rondo hangs around, it's it, it's great depth um, and some great young talent. So I, yeah, I'm with you. This is definitely a team you need to watch out for uh, coming up. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. It opens a pick them, especially with recency bias on these games. I'm going back. Sorry, backtracking to the uh, matchup on Friday. Oh, the Cavs. Yeah, if the Hawks end up blow, really blowing the Hornets out here, um, and then the you know the Cavs lose to the Nets the other night, I think it opens like a pick'em. Well, uh, and I'll still fair. be I'll be betting Atlanta. You'll be betting Atlanta. Yeah. By the way, we just showed a visual representation for those who uh, didn't get the whole seven, eight, nine, ten thing. Even with a visual representation, it's, it's not. It's it's still funky. I had to like explain this <laughs> yeah. to yes. two people at the gym I go to because they're like, "Wait, what is this going on in in, in the NBA?" Right? Yeah. The same people like, so, like we were just talking about. Like now, there's people coming in and watching it for the first. You know, like for the first time. Like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm watching this deal, and they called it a tournament, and all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, it's it's honestly not that easy to figure out. It's like not, if you had no idea what was going on. Michelle, who makes all of our wonderful graphics here and I, we're sitting, we're literally sitting down this afternoon talking about this. And I'm like, um, I'm like, we're going over that graphic. And I'm like, I don't, I just, there's something I don't like about it, but it's not anything of the graphic design. It's, it's just how the NBA has things set up. And the weird thing is that the, you know, the, the weird funky thing about it is the losers yesterday are still alive. And right. so that was the sort of weird part about yesterday where the T-Wolves were acting <laughs> like they won the championship. Celebrating like crazy. That right. was amazing. The, the Clippers are like, uh, we're still playing Friday night. I, how can you not love Patrick Beverly, though? Like, I mean, like, the celebration's one thing, but the post-game comments were just fantastic. Well, can oh, oh, and now we have, oh, my goodness, Hornets, Hornets were just attacking. The, uh, a kerfuffle? Uh, well, there was almost a, a, bad, a bad incident. And, uh, Miles Bridges comes back from more. Miles Bridges is not happy, and he almost went after an official and then circled back, and his teammates are like, you need to leave. And Montrose Harrell oh. is going to escort him off. Ooh. Oh, did he just take a swipe oh, at yeah. a fan? Oh, yeah, just swatted just took a, a fan. swipe at a fan. Now the, well, we oh. won't see him at the beginning of next season. <laughs> He'll be suspended the first couple of games of the year. Now the fan is like, I didn't do anything. I think it might have helped that he missed too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure that there was contact. Remember there. that. Remember that was the biggest thing in the malice of the palace was that Jermaine O'Neal missed that fan, slipped yeah. on the court and missed that fan. What, what is? What, what I, I set off Miles Bridges? So the Bridges went right after the ref. Yeah, wow. So what did they call? They called a foul or goaltending or something, and he objected to it, and they and he did not like that at all. Well, night of frustration for the Hornets as their season 
likely with 639 left down 32 is going to be uh, coming to a close. We've seen a lot of things in our lives, but a 32-point deficit erased in 639 would not be one of them. That would not. That would not be one of them. That said, this is going to put an end to kind of an under-the-radar again. Really good season. StatMuse just put out uh, LaMelo's season. 20.1 points, 6.7 rebounds, 7.6 assists. He joins LeBron as the only 26-6 and six season before turning 21 years old. It's Jeez. just two people in the NBA history. Wow. And it's LaMelo and LeBron. Repeat that again. What's the stat? 20.1 points, 6.7 rebounds, and 7.6 assists. He joins LeBron as the only 26-6 and six season before turning 21 years old. Wow. And, and we were led to believe he was not the best ball brother. Right. That it was Lonzo, hands down. And at least, well, Lonzo's had injuries too. But LaMelo is the guy. I mean, if 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 you were in a if you were in a the record book and the only other name next to yours is LeBron James, that's a Yeah, it's pretty it's good. A, it's a good record. It's pretty good. Pretty good day, record. Pretty good. Trey Young from the mountaintop. No good. Um I have a six popping. Uh, in that Nuggets Warriors game, so I don't know if somebody thinks they know something or whatever or whatever it is, but Warriors up to six. Yeah. Well, it it, it feels like well, Steph practiced today, right? So that's I, the big that's the big story. I there. think it's off the Kendra Andrews that I was reading during JVT, and I've got it in front of me again. He practiced in full today with the team. Yeah. They didn't scrimmage today, but went through full shooting drills and skill work. Kerr says Steph felt good after the workout, looks on track to scrimmage tomorrow. I, I don't really know how, you, you know, you got to kind of take these guys by the word sometimes. Steve Kerr made a real big deal about it uh, the other day that he needed to see Steph scrimmage with the team first before he was going to put him out there. But looks like he's on, he might be on track for that even tomorrow. So I have a Warriors futures ticket from like early in the season that I forgot I even had. It, are they the forgotten team in all of this? If I didn't think so highly of the Suns, maybe, but I think that the Suns are so head and shoulders above everybody else, it just it so it's even tough for me to get there. Even Warriors at, in their full glory, in their full Warriors beautiful basketball form, couldn't give the Suns a run for their money. Ooh, I think that will be a battle, but I think the Suns come out on top. But what did we get like? three games of that all year from the Warriors. That's the only problem. I mean, that's the, they didn't have any, you know, they didn't have their players together yeah, enough right. to have it. Right. You know, I just think that it's interesting that that's now with clay sort of showing signs of being vintage clay, that that is in some way the team that we've forgotten. about. I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, Gil, that's what's, that's what's kept me off betting anything. You know, I mean, that and Steph's injury status, obviously, betting anything Nuggets-wise on that series is really what he's done these past few weeks. Clay's starting to look like old Clay, And, uh, you know, I, it, what's going to be tough is, yeah, I think Matt, Matt and I were talking about this. I can't remember if it was on air or off air. But it's like if you knew, if, if I knew Steph was going to miss two-plus games, It'd be auto hammering the Nuggets for well, me. So that's so I asked Drew Dinsick that on a numbers game yeah. earlier this week. I go, if I told you, it was exactly what you just said. I said, if I told you that Steph was not going to play two games, would you still be on the Warriors? He, without hesitation, was like, yeah. yes, which I was surprised by. His second point I agree with, which is, but the Warriors will be better off in the long run because they'll give these young guys some run. 
for future seasons. Yeah, but all those guys have gotten that all year, right? I mean, Jordan Poole's one of the most improved players in the league. Yes. Right? You know what I if mean? If not so, the most improved, yes. Uh, and, and same, I could say the same thing about the Nuggets, right, uh, who have been without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter listen, Jr. and Bones Highland and guys like that have been playing. As big. much as I love the Warriors, I would not be nearly that confident <laughs> if Steph missed two games. But it looks like Steph, at least if you're reading the market, yeah. and practice today could be a go in game number one from the outset. Coming back right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Get your edge this playoff season with the Body Armor Edge Basketball Throwdown. Join four free fantasy hoops contests and play for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes while the action unfolds on the court. Head to DraftKings.com slash Body Armor Edge now to draft your best lineup and find out if you'll outlast the competition. Body Armor, more than a sports drink. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Look it up. It's got caffeine. That's the difference. Oh, it's got caffeine, so it'll give you a little little pump me up while it rehydrates. So you're you're down to try that. A little, huh? little pump me up while it rehydrates you. A little pump for a pump. Yeah. So uh, hey, I give it a whirl. Reviews coming next week. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Kelly, uh, are we ready for our loser videos on our Charlotte in games? <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you were ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm yeah. ready. Jeremy, Jeremy, whatever your favorite one is, uh, you can fire you whatever fire uh, whatever video. it's ready. As the Hawks lead by 28. With two minutes left. Yeah, I'm ready to call it. I yeah. don't think ten and a half is going to get home. Yeah, we got the red tin cup this, guy. This is, and I mean, I understand it's just one game and variance and this Four, and that eight. and the other, but it's like, Loser. this is 240, both teams 143. This is 243 win teams with one team just completely blowing just the other out of the water the other. with like the season on the line, you know? Like, yeah. it's not like this was this. Huge mismatches. Like this is two forty-three win teams, and and one team just destroying the other. One. So I, I do think though this is a good like. Again, I'm not betting. I'm not betting the Ingram McCollum lines, but like okay, you can kind of make comparisons. Seasons on the line. The Hornets get behind, and you look at Ball and Rozier. Little balls put up twenty-three shots. Right. Terry Rozier's put up twenty. Like it's just you're gonna go, especially if you're trailing. You're gonna go to your scorers yeah. and you're gonna tell them to just go put up shots when you're in trouble like this. And I, I mean, I I think that's I think you could definitely see that. I think the Pelicans are gonna win, but I think this game's gonna be close enough that they're gonna rely heavily on Ingram and C.J. McCollum. Yeah, McCollum going for thirty plus tonight is not. Not out of the realm of possibility at all. Not at all. I don't even think Ingram either. Yeah, you gonna be watching that game, Kelly? Because oh, of course. because I, I'm gonna text you every time they say Dejounte. I'm gonna just text <laughs> you the word Dejounte <laughs> over and over and over again. Well, he's gonna have to watch because there's no baseball to watch. It's all yeah, it's done right. for the day. Oh man, Kelly's a big baseball guy, anyways. So. Huge baseball, right? Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Bidlin, huge baseball guy. Um, so yeah, so the Hawks will play the Cavaliers on Friday night, and the winner of the Spurs and the Pelicans will play, by the, by the way, the Hornets eliminated, the winner of the Spurs-Pelicans game will take on the Clippers on Friday night. Those to determine the eight seeds, the loser of the Spurs-Pelicans game, like the Hornets here, will be bye-bye for the season. That's how the NBA has set up the old 7-8-9-10 situation, which I like in the end. I like it. adds a little excitement to it. And I don't and I don't buy into the, the whole theory of, oh, well, the T-Wolves are so much better than... 
you know, the Spurs and the Pelicans, I, I think you'd have a complaint either way. I think that the, the play-in thing is also interesting from the 6-7 standpoint. The team who's like teetering on six, oh, trying to avoid the play. That's been the best part of it. I yeah. think the past couple of years is those te- that you're getting less resting, le- less resting of players towards the end because those teams have to still fight to just clinch that playoff spot. Mm-hmm. I, that's the better part of it to me than letting nine, ten uh, seeded teams try to battle to get in. Let's ask it this way: uh, seven, eight. Let's say that it's well, the Nets kind of pollute this question, so never mind. But let's let's throw the Nets out. Between the Timberwolves, the Hawks, the Cavs, because they're still fighting for it, and I'm, I'm searching deep for this, and the Spurs, and I don't know, and the Pelicans. <laughs> anyway, the teams that are still alive, besides the Nets in these playing situations, what's the team that's still alive that you give the most possibility of life to? The T-Wolves? Probably or, 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 have to be or, them or the Hawks. Default. It's 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 one it's those two one A one B. Yeah, I don't I don't know what order you want to put it in. The Hawks, who are not yet in the playoffs, have the ability to be that streaky offensively. Absolutely. That, yes. Absolutely. Like they they could they could take down the Heat. I wouldn't be super shocked. You'd be a little. Shocked. I'd be shocked. Yeah, but those are. I mean, those those are your two clash of tight. The Kelly Bidlin Bowl between the Hawks and the Heat. <laughs> that's right. That's you, right. Your head would explode. From twenty twenty one. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but the, I mean, I think it has to be Timberwolves. It, it's Timberwolves, but then Hawks is a close second. It's a close. Second. Not the Clippers. No, just because the Suns. I love the Clippers, but it's it's the Suns. Yeah. Anyway, this one is. Uh, over last uh, possession of the game, one thirty-two to one hundred three. I always love to see how they handle this uh, quid pro quo at the end. There will be a six-seven second difference uh, on the shot clock. Mm. The Hawks are are going to do the nice thing and not shoot the basketball. And I'm always curious to see if the Hornets follow in suit and uh, don't shoot. La- or... Lamelo went for that yeah. steal. Lamelo yeah. looking a little feisty. Oh, oh, there he goes. He gets a steal. And the they Hornets didn't. get a oh, steal. That is just... And then they razzle dazzle and try to do <laughs> what was what called. Is, what are we watching? So the so up twenty nine, the Hawks were just going to run out the clock and give the last six or seven seconds. I'm glad I brought it up, and then it happened. And with six, and they were going to just give six sec, six seven seconds left to the Hornets. But Terry Rozier went ahead and stole the basketball. And now is Lamelo serious? Is this, this real life? This is a good way to get hurt. This is a good way for Clint Capella to lay an elbow into yeah. the side. Here, Rozier right? throws the ball off the backboard, trying to get the jam to uh, to ball. And now LaMelo just tries to, like, run it in that time. Uh, what were we watching? You know, you know, the biggest thing that drives me nuts with stuff like that is, you know what? It's not even the sportsmanship factor. I'm sorry. I'm not Mr. Sportsmanship. Just sometimes. don't get hurt. It's just that it's stuff. It's getting the possibility of getting hurt. Yeah. And then who the heck wants to spend another extra second dealing with this game that doesn't need to be played? That's right. Get to the golf course, man. One season's over. Go fishing. Enjoy you the beach. A, you have a heat futures, right? I do have a Heat Futures ticket, yes. Not for the championship, but for the conference? Both. Oh, do you know? Well, it's one of those things like, so if we like the Raptors. Was it another or, Russell Westbrook's going to be traded here? Play, remember that? <laughs> Two years ago? <laughs> Kelly was saying, I think Russell Westbrook's going to be traded to the Heat. I'm going to get Futures. And then you ended up in the NBA championship. Right. Yeah, with the 75 to 1. Yeah. And that was what? That was pre? So that was the. You did that in the off season. Before the 2019 exactly. season. So then, then we went pandemic. Yes. I had that ticket for like 13 <laughs> months. 
whatever it was. Wait, it was before the 2019 It was more than that. It was, it was 15 months because they played the finals in October, right? right? Oh, yeah. So it was before the 20. It was before the pandemic, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Before 2019 season. 2019, like, 2020 season. Correct. Yeah. Yes. In like early August or late July, me down in Miami uh, eating lunch with someone who mm, might have worked for the team at the time. And uh, yeah, it was really he's like, oh, we're getting Russ. We're getting Russ. Not sure it would have made a big difference nowadays. I'm sorry, Matt. I interrupted. Oh no, I, I just it was it it just. I mean, if we like if we like the Raptors, and we think that the Celtics are like, I think it's kind of lining up for a Heat. Like it, it's going to be. I think there's going to be a way for you to kind of make sure that you make money no matter what. If they the way that this is kind of starting to all line up, I think. Yeah, if the, it plays out the way that we. If it plays out the way that we think. The problem is, is I don't think it lines up better for anybody. Uh, than the Bucks, <laughs> and the Bucks are who I'm the most scared of. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they draw the easiest first round matchup of any team. I'm sorry, but any played team. it perfectly. Yeah, they draw, they draw the easiest. Our, our director Jeremy from Chicago says, "Chill out in my ear." Easiest first round matchup. He's, um, a, he's a Bucks guy. Oh, he's a Chicago, a Chicago guy. guy. I see. But then I, 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 I mean, I'm sorry. I don't the, the Celtics. The Celtics are good. I don't think they match up well against what the bug about against specifically what Giannis can do. I, I think they're gonna. I would absolutely be on the Bucks in that series. In two verse three, and then we saw what the Bucks did to the the Heat last year. I mean, yes, I think the Heat can slow them down, but I, I I'm, it's gonna be Suns and Bucks, man. <laughs> it's gonna be Suns and Bucks, yeah. and I'm gonna have so many futures tickets. I'm just lighting on fire. <laughs> Senate man, never happened before that that two final participants, NBA final participants, were that long of a shot before the season. Hey, anybody want two tennis picks before we go to break and do the NFL comeback player of the year? Do we have two tennis picks? Want yeah, to do we do. Last night, Kelly went one and two. Nah, man. I, I tailed Kelly. I'm so sorry to let everybody down out there. <laughs> you know, really trying to dip my toes into this. and uh... We forgot to put my tennis. <laughs> Did, is that a replay? Or did he just hit his third? He just hit his third. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with his <laughs> third home run. With half 443. a 443. A 443 jack that does uh, 114.4 miles per hour off his bat. That is his third homer of the night. Solo shot, two run shot, solo shot. Blue Jays up. And a five, double. Three, and a double. 5-3, <laughs> top of the eighth, nobody out. Might he get another at bat? Well, the Blue Jays have a shot at it. Anyway, here are the two tennis picks before we go to break. Uh, tonight, overnight, in Monte Carlo. It's the uh, round of 16. David Goffin, who we have hit now in two consecutive rounds. Uh, he's at minus 149 versus Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, who uh, we discovered was from Spain. It's an interesting Spain. name. A lot of backgrounds you could come up with that name. Yeah, Goffin is Belgian, by the way. Uh, Goffin on clay, spectacular here in this clay season so far. And then I'm taking Sebastian Corda at minus 130 over Taylor Fritz. That also tonight, overnight, if you want some late-night tennis action. By the way, I, add, I added to my Raptors plus 154 with a Raptors plus 160 on the series price against the Sixers. NFL Comeback Player of the Year. This ought to be fun next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? 
backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. And Kelly Bidlin. He's here too. Kelly Bidlin's here as well. Uh, it's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we have more on that Miles Bridges tantrum. So he was mad about the, uh, the goaltending call, which, by the way, who cares? You're down 30. You're down 30. Yeah. They called a goaltending on you. Who cares? He gets ejected. We thought he threw a punch. He actually threw his mouthpiece, which hit a young girl. Oh, oh. great. I thought he was I thought he was trying to smack a guy's hand. I, thought. I thought the guy's hand was reached out yes. and tried to slap That's him what I thought. He tried threw to his mouthpiece, which hit a young girl. Well, Miles Bridges, we'll see you in about game 10 of that. Yes. Way, yes. way to go, Miles Bridges. Yes. If you're handicapping the Hornets next year, he will. They will be without him for, for a few games. <laughs> Take that into account. Honestly, by the way, seriously, what, what are you doing? Just, just go home. It's over, dude. Like, right. why, why get mad? 
Now he hits a girl with a mouthpiece. I mean, even like beyond, I couldn't believe the way he went up to the ref. He almost he almost made contact yeah. with the ref the first time. Yeah, he, you know, like guys getting like go after the ref sometimes. It's it's always seems like in the frame of basketball, right? He approached that ref like he was ready to throw down with the guy. Yes, that was an aggressive. Yes, like walking. Right. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it, yes. but yes, you get what I'm saying. It was a. It was it was pursuit with a purpose. It seemed like, like <laughs> there you go. he got he got within about a foot of the of the back of the ref, and yeah. then he was sort of stopped by teammates, and then he he circled back around when it looked like he was leaving the court, and then Harrell had to escort him off the uh, court, and then he throws the mouthpiece at the little girl. All right, NFL comeback player of the year. This is uh, we had good fun with this last year because a lot of these are justifiably comeback players of the year, and then a lot of these are uh, what the heck are they doing in this market? So here it is at DraftKings for next football season. Derrick Henry makes sense. Missed nine games of the regular season last year. He is three to one. Derrick Henry, greatest running back in football, three but he to did one. Come back, but he did come back. <laughs> right, but he did come back. Deshaun Watson, now that would be a comeback story, but would any voter not a have, anybody, the, have right? the heart yes. to say, well, you know, all that stuff you might or might not have done. <laughs> not, not a, a chance. chance. Plus, that it, number should be astronomical. Plus, is he even even going to have a chance to put up the stats that would even put him in in uh, contention to win this? Right. Well, you know, we talked to Trey Wingo last night. Like, I mean, he thinks he could be suspended double-digit games. You know what was great about that? I, I just sort of randomly threw out that question to Trey last night. I was like, this will oh, be, be 50-50. Yeah. It was like his favorite question yeah, of all time. I, I thought he answered that perfectly. It's like, I'll do three minutes on Deshaun. Jameis Winston's at plus 550. Now, that one makes sense. Right. He was okay. having a good season. <laughs> yes. Yep. He got hurt and did not return, and he is coming back off of a major injury. Michael Thomas, his Saints teammate, is 6-1. to one. That's He's interesting. Missed the entire season. Yeah. The, uh, and now, that one makes sense. Now, explain this one to me. Daniel Jones is 8-1. to one. Yes. Coming back from shame. Now, that would be like, so we, we just talked about DeJounte Murray as most improved. That would be most improved... But right. what are you coming back from? Shame. 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 We, we, we did nail that down last year. Is that that ha, that has to be a part of this shame. market is shame. Yeah. Yes. Christian McCaffrey, eight to one. That makes sense. Yes. Mitch Trubisky. I kind of like this one. Because and this one makes sense yeah. because he was a starter. Yeah. Drafted sat second. Out, didn't there's, play. There's a narrative. Yes. And then he is coming back to start for a t- that that I can at least get behind. Eight to one on Mitchell Trubisky. Cam Akers, who did have an injury and did mm-hmm. try to come back from that, he was the Achilles, right? Yes, it came back way, way fast on Achilles. Cam Akers is ten to one. Here's my okay. all-time favorite. Here, now this one is great. <laughs> Travis Etienne, who we all love at Clemson, and got hurt before he ever played a game. This yeah. training, training camp, camp right? Yeah. yeah, he got hurt in training camp. He's a comeback player. Come on, stop it. I mean that is that is really just throwing it in the face of what the title of the award is, <laughs> what right? Are we like doing? come back at a bare minimum. At a bare minimum wanna, should be that you've played in the league before. I would like to be with the DraftKings person who makes this market because they're probably dying at some of these. <laughs> they're, they're like, <laughs> we're gonna just throw in Travis Etienne. Let's throw Tim Tebow over there and see if anybody bets it. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins seems kind of ridiculous too to me. Eleven to one, really? I mean. 
doesn't feel like if J.K. Dobbins had this great year, would you consider him for comeback player of the year? I'm not sure. Marcus Mariota, who has been willingly sitting on the Raiders bench. Yeah, this one I would bet. 12 to 1? If I had to bet one of these. Yeah, if someone, I mean, it's... On this screen, if somebody said you have to bet one of these on this screen, I would bet that one because here we here we have a dude that's going to play on a garbage team. He is going to throw 35 times a game every single game. Some games he's going to throw 50 times a game because they're going to be such they're going to be so bad. And he you know, he is he's probably going to have the opportunity to put up some like at least minimally gaudy stats strictly because of how terrible they are. And fits a narrative because he was a playoff quarterback yeah. once upon a time. Let's forget about how those playoff games went, but you get the idea. <laughs> Robert Woods is now with the Titans. Is he with the Titans? Yeah. Yeah. 12 to 1, coming off the injury with the Rams last year. Uh, Daniil Hunter, the only defensive player on this entire board. 12 to 1. So I guess some other interesting names. Wait, hold on. I want to get to the last one before oh, you say that. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay. Now that's pretty interesting because Baker Mayfield would be starting in Deshaun Watson's suspension absence if that were to happen. But Baker Mayfield played a full season last year and just was subpar. So if he's good, are you just going to say, well, comeback player of the year? I guess it's shame combined with multiple minor injuries or multiple injuries he played through. I, also, also, how does that work? Like, if, if if he if Baker decided to sit out and miss the games that he played through injuries, like, would he be more qualified for this market? I actually think the most classic examples of comeback player of the year on that board are Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, the one I think betting when we look at this, I it feels like Jameis and Michael Thomas could end up like stealing some votes from each other, even though I feel like they qualify a lot for this market. So I'm I'm with. I, McCaffrey is interesting I think, to me. I think McCaffrey eight to one would be my bet. Yeah, I think that would be mine too. But Mariota stood out to me at twelve to one. If you go deeper down this board of guys that they do available, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster at fourteen to one, DeAndre Hopkins at fourteen to one, Khalil Mack eighteen to one. Uh, I'm trying to think anybody else that might stand out. Daryl Henderson twenty-five to one. That's about it. I don't DeAndre Hopkins too at fourteen to one. But it's like he he didn't miss a full season or no, anything. No, he didn't. I mean, he missed like five or six games. Yeah, we really that's a comeback player of the year. I don't I don't know anymore. <laughs> we we love this market because it's it, so ridiculous. It is hilarious. Yes. I do like. So, I mean, it again, Derrick Henry did come back. Yeah, <laughs> like he actually came back. Yeah, the, yeah the, he did. The, the most humorous one to me is Daniel Jones. Like I don't most improved. He could be. He could be. But, like, there was nothing to come back from. Come back. Or Baker, even. Right. Come back connotes that you were great once or good once. Then you fell either right. by injury yes. or performance or by injury narrative. Something, I don't know. And then you rose again. I don't think we have that with Daniel Jones. Like, hey, you fumbled less. You're our comeback player yeah. of the year. I, I mean, again, we're, that's where the definition of what you're spelling out yeah. literally makes no sense for Travis Etienne, right? Like you right. have, right? You're not coming back from anything. You haven't played in the except NFL. for an injury. You haven't played yet. Like, is this is that just going to be a substitution? I guess, I guess what we should watch out for is actually him in this market because is this just a substitute then for rookie of the year, which he wouldn't have been. He's not eligible for because he missed his rookie season. The, the most ridiculous ones are Daniel Jones. Um, Travis Etienne 
and Deshaun Watson. People are going to say, okay, <laughs> well, Watson's coming back from injury. No, we get it, but he he was, he never he was injured before he ever got into the league. He's played as many NFL games as you have. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, where's my name on here? Come on. But the Deshaun, we'll close it as we opened it with the Deshaun Watson one. Do you imagine a voter looking at their ballot? Let's say Deshaun Watson has this great 10-game season. And they're like, well, he did have a great comeback. There it is. Now, do I uh, do I actually put my name down on this vote? And say, hey, what did he come back? Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Man, there's probably so. I, I mean, I don't know how many people are betting this market, but don't you feel like there's probably some really misguided bets being placed on him, too? 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Anyway, good for, good for DraftKings for putting it up, though. Ryan Fitzpatrick Fun to talk about. Who yes. I think is not on a team. So, sorry, I didn't I didn't mention him as one of the notables, but yes, he is on the list at 20 to 1. Who I think is not on a team currently. He is not. So He is a free agent. He is an agent that is free. No team for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was coming back from old. When last seen in the stands at the Buffalo Bills <laughs> yes. playoff game. Maybe he's shaved he's, and he's coming back from the beard. He's coming back from being old. All right. Uh... Man, I would love to see Vlad Guerrero Jr. get another at-bat in the ninth. Blue Jays up 6-3. He's got three homers on the ball game. You know how rare a four-homer game is. But we'll see if he even gets the opportunity. We've done all we can do. The nightcap is next from Circa to Murray and Sean King. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.